We promised that we would be authentic and real. So today, that is what you'll get. Unfortunately, sometimes the truth hurts. So if your toes get a little sore today, sorry, not sorry. This applies to us as much as it does to you. So our toes are a little sore too. Without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to Truth Talk. If you have read any headlines, if you're part of society at all, then you know that our world is full of chaos and turmoil. Yes. Ukraine right now is being invaded or at war with Russia. Mm -hmm. You know, crazy stuff happening there. The fathers are having to leave their families, send them away mm -hmm. to fight for their homes. Yeah. Over a million refugees so far have fled and they're expecting many more, of course. The churches, our brothers and sisters in Christ there, um, a lot of the, the congregations and pastors are staying so that they can help with the needs there. I saw a, a little clip yesterday about a orphanage um, over there and they're trying to get all the kids uh, to safety and um, but they're trying to serve as well the communities right. that are that are needing um, medication and food and supplies and so our brothers and sisters are there now and um, are hurting and are trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus so right. just craziness there well now I don't know how true it is that I was reading in another article that a lot of the Russian troops that are being sent there aren't necessarily on board with it they're mm -hmm. being kind of forced to do this yeah I would imagine and so mm -hmm. um, that's their a, hearts as well mm -hmm. I'm former military and it, you know that's that's hard yeah I I can't I can't imagine mm -hmm. both sides that's being forced to right do stuff like that right um, we have our US politics mm -hmm. which are always crazy and divides people all the time right you know we essentially have two major parties that are on total different spectrums mm -hmm. used to be when you know our parents generation it seemed like there was differing opinions and there was different views but you know the parties kind of were always able to work things out and for the greater good of america and for the um a common goal we were always working towards a common goal and now that seems that that is gone yes it's well and it's not even and not just that but the division inside each party <laughs> within, itself yeah within they, they are divided right so there's not even a consensus in in the in individual parties so how can we reach across aisles to work together when you can't even work with each other who's supposed to be on the same team right exactly you know there's this division over the pandemic mm -hmm. you know should we be vaccinated should we wear, wear masks, masks or not keep our kids home force our kids to do all this you know mm -hmm. what are we supposed to do yeah so much division and misinformation yeah causing you know neighbor against neighbor yes family member against family member mm -hmm. you know we've seen some of this in our own lives yeah uh, families that i know personally that i've known for a long time you know mothers and sons just at each other and just in unkind ways and it's you know very I know divided. you. You love each other. It's, it's yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Just crazy. So, and then we have 
the two things that come to mind, the, the woke culture. Mm-hmm. I'm a fogey, <laughs> so I'm not woke. Right. And then this critical race theory stuff that both these things are just causing so much division. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, I'm sorry if you're on that on that team, but a lot of it's unbiblical and mm-hmm. it's not Christian. Yeah. And if we say that or we tell them they're wrong, then we're labeled as being racist, bigots, bigots mm-hmm. all Whatever. sorts of all sorts of labels yeah. and names that aren't true. Right. And we're it, just trying to speak the truth. Right. And sometimes the Bible is offensive. You know, if you're not living the way that God laid out and the way that God has commanded, um, it's not always easy to read. You know, there have been times where you know, it's convicted my heart and, you know, yes, it's, it, I've got, I've been like, you know, I don't want to read that either. I don't, but yes, you can't a, take away and you can't add to the exactly. word of God, um, just to suit what f- feels good or what you, what you want to read at the moment. Exactly. So, yeah. So I hear a lot and I've read a lot, you know, um, on social media and things. So where is God in all of this and why doesn't he stop all of the craziness? Well, we got to remember, this is not caused by God. This is caused by result of sin in the nature of man. Mm-hmm. Um, our sin, you know, in we learn in Genesis story that in the beginning, God created humans, mm-hmm. man and woman, and that they were in a perfect relationship with him. They walked every day with him. Yeah. They had conversations with him. But because they chose to sin Mm -hmm. to do what god told them not to do go against god that that brought this the sin into this world and that's the cause of everything all this stuff now you know but we have free will that's Mm -hmm. what that is he gave us that free will so that we can make these decisions and and choose him and to be with him and be in relationship with him because that's what he wants he wants us to choose willingly to be with him. Right. Yeah. You don't want someone to be in a relationship with you, uh, because they have to be. And so that's the same with God. He wants us to choose him and he has given humanity all kinds of opportunities. And he's always made a way for us to reconcile to him. And you know, when sin entered the world, that caused this huge separation where there hadn't been, that wasn't God's design. And so, but since now we, as mankind all have this sin nature, that's what perpetuates all of this chaos in the world. Um, it, well, and you know, we got, then we act surprised like mm-hmm. that, that he's not changing all this stuff mm-hmm. and, and making it, if he's a good God, then how can he allow this? We have to decide what do we want? Do we want the free will mm-hmm. to willingly choose him? Or do we want a dictator that he does have the power? He could snap his fingers and just make us do whatever right. he wanted. Yeah. Or and, he could just think it, yeah. you know, he's that powerful. And we've asked him to leave everywhere. We've asked him to leave our schools. We've asked him to leave, you know, government. We've asked him to, you know, exactly. Um, pretty much our country has asked him to leave. And so I think he's, you know, saying, okay, so, yeah, we have can't, it your so, way. So I mean, exactly. We can't. we can't act surprised then when he doesn't fix this stuff and make it right when we have willingly walked away, walked away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and if you look back, this has been going on right. forever. This is the cycle of humanity. Looking back into 
the Old Testament with Israel in the desert and, you know, and, and their whole story um, up until Jesus came and even and after, of course, this is a cycle of humanity. We um, do what we need to do. You know, the Israelites were focused on God. They, they did what they were supposed to do. They had everything exactly. going. You know, they were blessed. They were in abundance. Um, they had things given to them and then they it wouldn't be enough. They would start to grumble and complain and, and something was wrong and they didn't like this or they didn't like that. And so they would, they would fall away. They would, um, completely ignore God or, um, sacrifice other gods, to yes. other idols, worship other gods. And so, you know, God would say, okay, have it your way. And they would completely fall into ruin and be destroyed. And then, and then cry out, uh, God help, help us. Where are you? Help us, help us. Yeah, and we're then, your people. Right. Yeah. And so can you, you can imagine being, God thinking, oh man, here they go again, you know, just um, thinking of our kids too, you know, I mean, can, it's just kind of the same cycle. It's like, exactly. you see what they're doing and that they're going to harm themselves and it's not going to end well and you can't stop it. And um, God can stop it, but again, it's the, the free will. And so just imagine him looking at us like, oh my goodness, there they go again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can, it cannot be easy. So another thing people talk about is the end times. What do you think about that? Well, I have a lot of a lot of say about that, but what does the Bible say? Right. You know, yeah. If we look in, let's see, First Thessalonians five one and two, it says, "Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night." Exactly. You know, is this the end times? So, what if it is? Does that change anything for us? It shouldn't. It shouldn't. We're, if we're a Christian, we're following God, we, we have this urgency to share the gospel, share Christ with other people. Mm -hmm. So uh, this shouldn't change anything of what we're doing. Right. It may cause some urgency, a sense of urgency. Right. But we don't need to get so wrapped up into trying to pinpoint the day and time because Jesus said himself, we're not going to know. So, you know, we don't need to get so wrapped up into, yeah. you know, um, trying to pinpoint it because we're not going to know. So let's just live with the urgency. Like, you know, today could be my last day today. Jesus could come back. Um, and I need to share as much as I can. And I need to take as many people <laughs> with me to heaven as I can. So, well, um, why worry about today about today when about tomorrow is not even, or about tomorrow when it's not even promised. Right. Yeah. So live each day as it's the last yeah. and live it for God. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, all that's happening right now, we went through a lot of things going on in the world. Um, it's really scary. It can cause a lot of fear and anxiety, but we, as believers, we can take comfort in the fact that none of this is a surprise to God, that God has not lost control, that God is still on the throne. There's no way we can avoid the troubles in the world around us. Some circumstances are out of our control. Some circumstances are self-inflicted, but no matter what turmoil surrounds us, when we fix our eyes and our thoughts on God, we have peace and joy, even in the midst of trials. And he has promised us this. You know, we look at Matthew 14 mm -hmm. In Matthew 14, it tells the story of Jesus walking on water. What happened there? The, the disciples get in a boat mm -hmm. and they're rowing across the sea, which should have took hours. But at this point, they'd been there most of the night rowing across. Jesus stayed behind and prayed on the shore. Mm -hmm. 
So they're fighting to get across. The weather and the conditions are so bad. They look up and see a figure walking on the water towards them. They think it's a ghost. Mm -hmm. They're scared to death. Yeah. And then he cries out, it's me. Don't be afraid. Now, all this is heavily paraphrased. Let me, you know. <laughs> but you can look in Matthew 14. But you can look in Matthew 14 and, and get the, the, if you want to verbatim. Mm -hmm. So he says, it's me and Peter. who Gotta love Peter. Gotta love Peter. You know, well, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. Which I can only imagine, you know, my little mind, my smart aleckness that got Jesus rolling his eyes. Well, then come on. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus, or Jesus, uh, Peter stands up in the boat, steps over the side, and starts walking on water towards Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't even imagine. That's, yeah. that's awesome. But then what's he do? He takes his eyes off Jesus. He looks at uh, the huge waves, the wind, everything, all this bad stuff happening, and gets scared. Mm -hmm. Soon as that happens, he starts to sink. Jesus has to come over to him, take his hand, lift him up out of the water, and then say, you have little faith. Why did you doubt me? Right. Exactly. And I, but that's us. Mm -hmm. You know, to me, that seems crazy. But then again, isn't that us? That's me. Yeah. So don't miss that there. When Peter was focused on Jesus, he was doing it. He was walking on water, a human man walking on water. And notice though, that when he shifted his gaze from Jesus and started focusing on the wind and the waves and the storm around him, that's when he started to sink. So like you said, this is us, you know, this is yes. what we do where, you know, we step out and in faith a lot of times, and then, you know, things start to happen and, and we lose our focus. We, we shift our gaze off of Jesus and that's when we start to sink. And so God never promised that there wouldn't be storms. In fact, he tells us that there will be. Yes. So in John 16, 33, Jesus says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Yes, he has. So what does that mean? It means the battle's already been won. Right. Here's a disclaimer. I've read Revelations. I know how the story ends. I know how the world ends. Right. I may not know when it's going to happen, but I know how it happens. Mm -hmm. And Jesus wins. Yeah. And we're there with him. So right. we are in that victory with him. So why, what do we have to be afraid of? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to walk away from this life without hurts, scars, pain. Right. Even as Christians, that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But for any of us that have accepted the gift of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for us. We know we have that assurance, that promise that we're there with him at the end. Right. So no matter what happens, we have that assurance that we win. Exactly. So, yeah. So the message that we want to send today is that the world needs this assurance that we have as believers. So how will they have this assurance if they don't know who Jesus is? Who's going to tell them? Someone else? The pastor on Sunday? No, my friends, you are, and I am. It's our job. And you are. We are all called to share the gospel. Romans ten fourteen says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And now how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? 
Exactly. And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? And that is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. There are Christians all over this world that are answering the call. There is a worldwide revival going on right now that is amazing. Yeah. Countries like North Korea, the Middle East, China, underground churches are exploding. Mm -hmm. You know, where all this persecution is happening, we have millions of brothers and sisters. Yeah. And a lot of times they can't even meet in the same place twice. They, yes. they travel, you know, to different houses and different places, but they don't give up. Exactly. You know, they're spreading the word and it's, it, it's on fire right mm -hmm. now for, for Jesus, Yeah, you know, and he's coming to people in these dreams and visions in these places or sending others from the religion. Mm -hmm. You know, I heard many stories where, uh, Muhammad for Muslims is coming to them in dreams and saying, you need to check out Jesus. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I heard one story about a man. He had never heard of Jesus before, probably Muslim faith. I'm just assuming, but, um, he in dreams and visions had the whole book of John revealed to him. And then by the time someone, yeah, by the time Christians were able to reach his area or, or whatever and, and talk to him, he told that he recited this whole book of John to them. And he had never read the Bible, never heard of Jesus before. Exactly. So that's, it's just amazing how God is working. And the missionaries that we know personally, whose, you know, ministries have been successful up until this point, but they are just exploding with new opportunity and growth yeah, and just right exponentially growing their reach and, and who they're able to touch with, with the truth of Christ. Doors are flying open everywhere. Yeah. For where, these you know, growth had know. been steady, but now in the last year or so, it's just completely yes. exploded. And, and these are people that we know personally, you know, the missionaries over in we had Thailand and Uganda and Haiti and places that we know, um, just, just absolutely amazing. God's yeah. God's doing some mighty work right, right. now, moving in huge ways. And, about a year ago now, we heard an yeah. interview from an American pastor in the Middle East. Um, he married a woman from the country that he's in, ended up moving to the United States with her. He had a job over here with, you know, a house and cars and all of the, the American dream. The American people. dream. Uh, his wife started to become depressed and he, she told him that um, the American church is sleeping under a lullaby. And so they ended up leaving the wealth and the comfort they had in the U.S. and going back to the poverty and the persecution and the hardship of the Middle East because there they said people are passionate and on fire for the Lord. That's a punch in the gut. If you're easily offended, then it's time to stop watching. If you look at ChristianTrendWatcher.com, we see that globally the fastest growing churches in the world or in Southern Hemisphere countries like Africa, uh, South America, Latin America, Asia, mm -hmm. it's that's where the growth the is growth. mainly happening. Yeah, North America, America, we're the second slowest growing in the world. Yeah, only only one ahead of us is Europe itself. According to MyChurchGrowth.com, eighty percent of churches in America are not experiencing any growth. And every day, eight churches are closing their doors and are done. Mm -hmm. So these numbers that we count are much more than just statistics. 
Each number represents a person that God knows, loves, and desires to have a relationship with. And they also represent people missing out on the relationship with Jesus Christ. We in America have been sleeping, comfortable and complacent. Our complacency is sending people to hell. Jesus warned against this in Revelations uh, 3, 15 and 16. I'll read this to you. I know all things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. That verse has always got my heart. Yeah, I, I never wanted to be lukewarm. I never wanted to be wishy-washy or back and forth or in the middle. Um, and so I was always worried about that. Of course, there have been times, there have been seasons of life that I have been exactly that. You know, yes. just going through the motions and, and not in a true relationship with the Lord. And But God is moving. And so the time for the complacency, the time for being lukewarm is over. The time for action is now. The, the middle ground is gone. We can't just stay comfortable in the middle and not pick sides. It's disappeared. People. We can't be half in and half out. We have to decide now who and what we stand for. And if we're not with God, then we're against him. And in Matthew 12, 30, Jesus says just that. He says, anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Exactly. And then if we look at James 4, 17, it says, remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. Yeah. So it's clear we need to take action to get off the couch and do what we can do. Mm -hmm. So what can we do? Well, there are lots of ways that we can get involved in sharing the gospel and, and advancing the kingdom of God. We put together a list of several things that we thought of. It's by no means an exhaustive list. There are lots of ways to serve, but we just kind of wanted to give you some ideas of some of the things you could do. And they're not, it's not necessarily in, in order. Right. right. So. so the first one we kind of came up with was be bold to share the gospel. You don't have to have all the answers. There's no degree required. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to have read all these books on theology and doctrine. Maybe you've just been saved and you haven't even read the whole Bible front to back. But if you can tell people the story of how God worked in your life, how he saved you, how he helped you, and your testimony, that is number one. That's a way to start. Yes. Just sharing how God moved in your life. God's given you a story. And then there's... A simple way to share the gospel and I kind of wanted to to give that um, to you just a, a way to kind of put it in a nutshell so that you can share with with others and I'll put um, this in the links for you and in the in the on the website so God created man for a relationship with him man sinned causing separation from God we are all sinners in need of a Savior Jesus took our sin on himself and paid the penalty of our sin by death on the cross Jesus rose again, defeating the power of death, and he ascended to heaven. And all who repent and trust in Jesus to forgive their sins are born again into a new life. There you go. Now we got to look at what else can we do. And one of those is we got to quit being silent. We got to take a stand for the truth. Quit worrying about if we're going to cause waves, hurt somebody's feelings. 
that time's gone. Mm -hmm. We need to tell the truth and be bold about it. We need to do it in love, but take that stand and tell the truth. Right. And then another way is to be part of a fellowship of believers. Find a church and get plugged into. Absolutely. Churches are full of sinners, so don't bother trying to look for the perfect one because it doesn't exist. Find a church that teaches from the Bible, not adding to or taking away, but being with other believers helps to strengthen and fill us, and we can also strengthen and encourage others. Yeah. So even if you have it all together and you don't need encouragement, someone else might need your encouragement. And Hebrews 10.23 tells us that, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is approaching. Yes. That's, I, I, lo I love that, mm -hmm. you know, just how important it is for us to yeah. be together. And especially in these times, we need encouragement from other believers exactly. we need the strengthening and we need to know that we're not the only ones standing for the truth mm -hmm. um and so yeah we need each other um, very much so another way and i know this can cause some division because we're going to talk about money mm -hmm. but another way we can help is financially yeah we can't all go be boots on the ground in these other places right but there's already people and resources there that are doing the work of God and helping. Yeah. So find one and give it to them financially, mm -hmm. help however we can. Now that may mean we have to give up a little bit of luxury for ourselves here in our spoiled, mm -hmm. spoiledness, you know, so I guess I can give up some Dutch brothers yeah. every morning, but there are, there's always something we can give. And if it's $20 a month, it's $20 a month, but that's still doing something. Yeah. That's right. And the one we put last on the list is definitely not least, no. but we wanted to leave it fresh in your mind. So I put it last on the list is pray. So prayer is powerful. And when God's people are praying together, mountains will be moved and miracles happen and things, you know, um, take place. And so I read a quote from Ann Voskamp and she said, prayer isn't the least we can do. Prayer isn't all we can do. Prayer is ultimately the most we can do. And so I know those, you know, people that are there in those countries and, and here yes. that are involved in ministries and outreach and reaching others, they covet our prayers. And that same interview that uh, I was talking about the orphanage director in Ukraine, he said that we can feel your prayers. We yes. know that in Ukraine, we are not alone. We can feel how much our Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are lifting us up. And so, yes, prayer is huge. Yes. It's, if we don't have, if we don't start with prayer, then we're going to get things, our priorities out of, out of yeah. whack here. So I know it's hard to step out of our comfort zones. So I trust me. I've been there. I'm, I'm there right now. Trust me. You know, it's hard to take a risk and step out for the sake of the gospel. But God is on our side, you know, in Romans 8 through and it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Right. You know that. So what are we mm -hmm. ultimately, what are we worried about? Right. Other than our, you know, looking foolish, mm -hmm. our pride, mm -hmm. you know, those are the things we have to watch out. For. Yeah. 
and no government, no war, no, uh, you know, pandemic or virus or anything can, um, can defeat God. He's already won. Like we said, he has the victory well, and, and like, we have that victory and that assurance. Yeah. As we talked about, we know how the story ends. Yeah. You know, so the worst they can do to me anywhere in this world is kill me. Yes, that that will cause some pain for those that are left behind. But ultimately, I'm okay. Know where you're going. I know where I'm going. I know who I'll be with. I know where my eternity is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we went through a lot today. These issues do carry a lot of emotion, as you can see. Uh, there is fear, anger, confusion, frustration. Our hope is that we were able to encourage you in the hope and assurance that we always have in Jesus, despite what's going on around us. We pray that you were challenged today to take action because we are all called to share God's gospel. Right. We're excited and expectant to see how God is going to work in people's lives and communities all throughout this world. And that to see how his followers are going to rise up and take a stand for the truth and what matters. That's right. If you're listening and you haven't yet made a decision to accept Christ and follow him, we would invite you to do so now. There's no reason to wait and there's no time like the present to accept Jesus. God invites you to come as you are. So if you need more information, feel free to reach out to us. We'd Anytime. be happy to talk to you and about um, accepting Jesus or reach out to a local church in your area, uh, someone that you know that is a believer, um, anyone would be happy to share and talk with you about accepting the Lord. Yes, and need help with finding resources or anything mm -hmm. like that, there again, get in contact with us and we'll speak with you and do whatever we can to try to help. That's right. So, as we close today, we just invite you to pray with us as we close. And so if we can, let's go ahead and bow our heads and pray. So, Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you so much for all the blessings you give us and the promises we have in you. Today, Lord, we just lift up your people, this community, Lord, and that if there's anybody listening and that doesn't know you, Lord, that they'll have some stirring in their heart to want to know you, Lord, and come to you. And we also, Lord, just ask, Lord, that you stir the hearts of all of us here. Lord, don't let us be sleeping in a lullaby, complacent. Lord, don't let us be lukewarm and want to spit us out. Lord, we want to be all in, all in for you, for your might, for your glory, to share your story the gospel and to bring lives to you lord for eternity forever we just ask lord that you make it very clear to anybody that asks and prays with us lord that you what you want them to do lord to open doors and do miraculous things we know that this is not from us that this is only through you and your holy spirit and we just ask that you move in a mighty way. Awaken our hearts and lead us fully into salvation in eternity with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And we will see you back here next week. 
And until then, keep keep smiling. smiling.